Valentine's Day. A day for romance. A day for flowers, candy, cards. And a day for bloody pagan rituals. Passing out valentines is a 600-year-old tradition, but there's a fascinating and pretty dark history surrounding Valentine's Day that goes back all the way to ancient Rome. Today we're going to be breaking down some of that history, but we're also going to take a look at the numbers. From the 145 million Valentine's Day cards Americans exchange each year, to billions of dollars in revenue generated by the holiday. And the way people spend their money on Valentine's Day might just leave you heartbroken. Welcome to the Abbreviated Podcast, where we abbreviate big ideas and possible answers to some of life's biggest mysteries. We want to say thank you for listening. We want you to know we're making it our job to source and extrapolate the scientific data and real facts about each topic and bring it to you in a fun, easy episode that you can listen to in under 10 minutes. We're also really excited to announce that next week we'll be launching Life Abbreviated, our new weekly newsletter that goes beyond facts and delivers simple summaries of productivity hacks and creative tools straight to your inbox. To sign up, head to abbreviatedpodcast.com. Thanks again for listening and for joining us on this mission to help make the world just a little bit smarter. Now back to the episode. You probably know that Valentine's Day is named after a Saint Valentine, but there are actually two possibilities for who that really was. One was a priest in 3rd century Rome, and as legend has it, he defied Emperor Claudius II's ban on marriage. Claudius thought romance distracted young soldiers, so Valentine the priest would illegally marry couples. He was caught and sentenced to death. But there's another story that suggests that the real St. Valentine was killed for attempting to help Christians escape prison in Rome. According to legend, when St. Valentine was imprisoned, he wrote a letter and signed it, From Your Valentine, thus inspiring the phrase we use today. Why Valentine's Day is celebrated on February 14th, however, is a little less innocent. The holiday was actually first celebrated as a pagan fertility festival called Lupercalia. It was celebrated on February 15th in pre-Christian Rome, dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture and Roman founders Romulus and Remus. The day was celebrated by sacrificing animals and oddly smacking women with animal hides as they passed by on the street. A very strange practice believed to encourage fertility. Later in the 5th century, Roman Pope Gelasius officially declared February 14th as St. Valentine's Day. Slowly throughout the Middle Ages, the holiday became associated with romance. We don't exactly know how it happened, but the most popular theory is that the public of France and England saw February 14th as the day that birds start their mating seasons. Art history suggests that it's also around this time when people begin associating the image of Cupid with Valentine's Day. Cupid really started his career all the way back in 700 BC, but back then he was known as the Greek god of love named Eros, and he was actually quite a handsome immortal man with intimidating power that could make people fall in love. But later in the 4th century, the Romans transformed Eros into the image of a cute little boy with a bow and arrow, naming him Cupid. Apparently, Roman men at the time felt like Cupid was a little less intimidating. Exchanging cards is the oldest tradition we still celebrate on Valentine's Day. The oldest record of a valentine being sent was a love poem written by a French medieval duke named Charles to his wife in 1415. 
At just 21 years old, Charles was captured during the Battle of Agincourt and thrown in the Tower of London as a prisoner. From his cell, he wrote, I am already sick of love, my very gentle Valentine. Unfortunately, Charles would never get to see her reaction. There have been other times in history when receiving a Valentine wasn't always a good thing. During the Victorian era, women who didn't want the attention of certain suitors would anonymously send vinegar valentines. These cards, also called penny dreadfuls, were the opposite of a valentine, as they would comically insult and reject the recipient. Another long-standing tradition that still goes on today is the delivery of thousands of letters addressed to Verona, Italy, to Shakespeare's own Juliet, of course, of Romeo and Juliet. When the letters arrive in Verona, the city where the tale takes place, they're answered by a team of volunteers from the Juliet Club. Each year, on Valentine's Day, the club awards the Dear Juliet Prize to the author of the most touching love letter. While people have been exchanging cards and handwritten letters to lovers and friends since the 17th century, it wasn't until the 1840s that the first Valentine's Day cards were mass-produced in the U.S., created by Esther Howland, otherwise known as the mother of the American Valentine. And that's a pretty big legacy, considering that February 14th is the second largest card-giving day of the year just after Christmas. It's actually estimated that over 1 billion cards are exchanged around the world every year. Teachers receive the most, followed by kids, mothers, wives, and girlfriends. Incidentally, more than one-third of men say they're comfortable not receiving anything on Valentine's Day. But Valentine's Day is, of course, about more than cards. It's also about candy. Back in 1861, famous chocolatier Richard Cadbury wanted his candy to make him more money, so he started packaging chocolates in fancy boxes to increase sales. That same year, he introduced the first heart-shaped box of chocolates, and today, more than 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolates are sold each year. That's 58 million pounds of chocolate. And here's where the numbers surrounding Valentine's can really get your heart racing. Americans alone spend over $20 billion on Valentine's Day gifts each year. Men spend an average of $300, while women spend an average of $100 on gifts for their partners. But humans aren't the only ones who feel the love, because almost 30 million American households give Valentine's Day presents to their dogs every year, and 13 million pick up something special for their cats. All in all, American households spend an estimated $750 million on gifts for their pets every year. Oh yeah, and remember those little sugary conversation heart candies with phrases printed on them? Well, those were actually first made in the 1860s as medical lozenges by Boston pharmacist Oliver Chase. Noticing how much people loved taking his medicine and also seeing how it wasn't really helping anyone, Oliver decided to shift gears and start a candy company. He established the New England Confectionery Company, or NECO, who still make conversation hearts today. In fact, they make more than 8 billion conversation hearts each year. That's so many that Neko has to start making them just days after February 14th to have enough in time for the next Valentine's Day. That is almost 100,000 pounds of candy hearts per day. It's no surprise then that Valentine's Day candy sales bring in a pretty sweet profit of about $2.5 billion every year. Still, for 6 million American couples, Valentine's Day will be the day that they get engaged. But in other parts of the world, the holiday is celebrated with much less emphasis on couples in love. 
In Colombia, for example, they celebrate February 14th as a day of love and friendship. Though couples still exchange gifts, the holiday's focus is really directed at showing gratitude to friends. So whether you're in Colombia or a relationship this year, or maybe you're one of the three out of every 10 Americans who plan on skipping the holiday and buying yourself something nice, we hope you have a happy Valentine's Day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Abbreviated. Remember to check out abbreviatedpodcast.com and sign up for the all-new Life Abbreviated, our weekly newsletter, delivering productivity hacks straight to your inbox. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.